we are on our Agape series specifically entitled Prodigal. No, we're not going to be talking about the prodigal son. <laughs> but the word itself, prodigal. Our text is Romans 8, 31 to 32. Oh, as I said, 36 actually. What then shall we say in response to these things? What are these things? The things going on around us. The good, the bad. The ups and the downs. The mountaintops and the valleys. What shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare His own Son, but gave Him up for us all, how will He not also along with Him graciously give us all things? Watch this. Everything He gave, He gave along with Jesus. Outside of Jesus, nothing exists. God does not give anything outside of His Son. Who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen? It is God who justifies. Who then is the one who condemns? No one. Christ Jesus who died, more than that, who was raised to life, is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, for your sake we face death all day long. We are considered a sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through Him who loved us. We are conquerors. Because there's a kind of love that was given to us that was extraordinary and beyond all of our comprehension. That's the prodigal love of God. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, your word is awesome. We believe your word is anointed. We thank you, Father, that we have been given this opportunity to listen and to hear, to ponder, and to respond to your word. Father, we ask that as we are hearing your word, that your spirit would start working and moving in our hearts and in our lives as these seeds are being planted. May we respond to them by faith in Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. Amen. What shall separate us from the love of God? I want you to understand. And the point we were trying to drive last week was this. God's love is so vast, it's so expansive, it's so great. And if you would just understand it and know it, although it's unknowable. So I, I, I said it was the greatest oxymoron because it could never be known, it could never be fathomed. But God is saying, I want you to try and know it. Because in the process of knowing it, in the process of knowing it, it becomes bigger. God becomes magnified. To magnify God means to not only to make bigger, but to look closer. And if you want to see God, you have to look at His Son. His Son represented Him. You know, it moves further than representation. His Son is the image, the express image of the invisible God. God cannot be seen by any mortal eye. But His Son made sure that when you looked at Him, you saw the Father. Jesus Christ perfectly represented His Father. In fact, Bill Johnson said this, Jesus Christ is perfect theology. Outside of Jesus Christ, your theology is 
imperfect. I said this last time. Ang 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 mga Muslim. I'm not saying ang Muslim gusto tayong pirnohon. I don't want anybody to go to eternal damnation. Muslim, Buddhist, whatever. Shinto. I'm, that, that's not the point. And the reason why ang salvation is in is is in no one else but Jesus Christ. It's not because God is exclusive in the sense nga kung hindi ka upod namon, impyerno ka, hindi mo nang batasan sang Diyos. It's this, that the world needed an answer and there was no other answer than God's own Son. God doesn't hate Muslims. He doesn't hate Buddhists. It's just that all of mankind, that includes atheists, Buddhists, Muslims, they all need salvation. They all needed an answer. And the answer is Jesus Christ, His Son. The love of God was directly manifested through His Son. That's why Jesus Christ is perfect theology. Outside of Jesus, Acts 4 and 12, neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name given among men whereby we must be saved. Meaning there is no other name that brings salvation. God doesn't hate Muslims. He doesn't hate atheists. He doesn't hate Buddhists. It's just that there is no other answer. We needed a solution. And God loves us so much that He gave an answer. His only begotten Son. And all you got to do is this. Whosoever believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. Life. So now in our journey, damo kita tu bangun nga struggle. Damo away, damo ups and downs, mountain tops and valleys. We're gonna face a lot of things. And God is saying, if you could just get a glimpse of how much I love you, it will actually solve almost all. Now, rephrase, it will solve all of your needs and all of your problems and all of your queries. Andrew Womack. The love of God is the cure to whatever ails you. Tell me what kind of problem, what kind of situation you could ever have that the love of God cannot cure. Nothing. Pastor, I'm so depressed. Get to know the love of God. That love of God will bring peace that passes understanding. It will bring joy and speakable and full of glory. To that point, madula na lang ang depression because you've seen the love of God. Pastor, I need deliverance. You need the love of God. Pastor, I need healing. You need the love of God. If you understand this love, if you try to measure this love, if God is for you, who can be against you in all these things? Look at this. We are more than conquerors through Him who loved us. Pagabot gani sa problema, pun basti don kagani. Hambalon mo din ko galingon mo. Bisan gin basted mo ko. Love man ko yani Jesus. Love man kuya sang Dios, bisan madulay mo negosyo. Love man kuya sang Dios, bisan mad ma fire out ka sa trabaho. Love man kuya ni Jesus, amen. Amun ang grabbing a revelation nga makachange sang tanan sa imo life. If you will just know the love of God, amun ang message natong last time. It's unknowable, not because God doesn't want you to know it. It's unknowable because God is telling you, hindi muni maasoy, hindi muni matungkad. The more nga ginasalo mo, the more gadalom. The more gadugay, the more ganami. Ang love sang tao yan may sukdulan. Maabot ka ng time, maubos kid. Ang excitement sang tao sa'yo mo. Pero ang Diyos wala, nagakaubos ang iyapagigugma. May song ganit sa una, ginakanta na growing up. Sweeter as the years go by. Sweeter as the years go by. Amo na pagalagad sa Dios. Gadugay gadugay katamis ng katamis ganami ng ganami ng ganami. May mga nabatian ko ng agambal. Siyempre tanan ng storya gabalik sa akin. 
Nami, gito yung unang time ko yun. Nami, gito yung unang sa Valeria. Kabalukan mo ko nga, hindi na nami si mo subong. Hindi tungod kayo ang Diyos naglain. Ikaw ang naglain. Active ka sa una, hindi ka active subong. Hindi sa lasang Diyos, sa lahat mo. Tinoy mo ko, Pastor, mga inactive ka lang liwat. Kaya ang kanami inapatsagan mo, may patsagan mo pag inasubong. May iba nga taong wali ni Pastor Ryan, liwat-liwat. Wala mo ko nga mo ng feeling mo. Wala mo ko nga mo ng feeling mo. Kaya hindi sa ni isang Diyos na hindi ka lang damapungko. Kaya kung ang imo Christianity, masimba ka lang kada Domingo, you're missing the point. There's a lot more to this, guys, than showing up every Sunday. You know why we're not doing live? You know why we're not doing live services? Because wala sang live service nga makabaylo para sa amuni. When I see you, you raise your hand and you praise God. Mabatsagan mong tupad mo. Because we come to church, we didn't, don't come to church to be entertained or just to consume a preaching or to consume music. No, we came here to contribute. We are all a part of this. You know why live services don't work? You know? Para lang sa mga layo-layo, nga tao nga wala diri. Because you cannot contribute when you're sitting on your couch doing nothing. Nami gidiyain ang tamaran ka tani maglakat pero ginapilit mo lawas pagkatu sa paligo kay maligo ka mailis ka masimbaka it changes something now watch this the love of god is so expansive it's crazy it's actually prodigal ang prodigal pero may nagamit natin sa prodigal son but if you ask me the prodigal one really is not the son it's actually the father why the word prodigal means wastefully extravagant that young man did represent wastefulness but the father was also extravagant. You know when that prodigal son asked for his share? What did he do with all of his shares in, in, in some wealth sang iyang amay? He already squandered it. How much did he have left? Nothing. And then he comes back. That's why he says, I am no, I'm not no longer worth anything at all. Siyempre, ang tatay buhi pa. Kung ang tatay buhi pa, meaning hindi pa dapat niya kwao ng iya shares. Kaya ang imo share, makuha mo kung mapatay ng tatay mo. Now watch this. So, tatlo sila. Ang tatay, ang magulang ng bata, ang manghud. Ang manghud, yung kuha yan ng iya sa one-third. Duwa na lang ka shares bilin. Iyas ang tatay, kagiyas ang iya utod. Pagbalik niya, wala ng iya shares. Pilan lang bilin, duwa lang ka shares. Pero pasawa mo ang Bible, ang tanan nga dula, yung restore tanan sang amay. Anong ginatag sang amay? Ang iya. That's why the brother felt it was unfair. Because the father is not thinking about that. It was always about love. Now watch this. Now let me hold it for a minute. Having or giving something on a lavish scale. That's prodigal. Ang paghatag nga hindi lang kung needed, but on a lavish scale. Listen, when we fell into sin and we needed an answer, God overpaid. <laughs> You always hear this being said. One drop of Jesus' blood is more than enough to forgive all of the sins of all mankind. But he didn't stop with one drop. He gave it all. He overpaid. Sopra, sopra sa kung anong need. Walang Diyos nagatag sa kung anong necessary. Nagatag siya sopra, sopra. In fact, there is provision not only for now, but provision forever. Forever. I don't know if this is going to encourage you, but he made such a provision. The Bible calls it eternal redemption. Meaning before, before you even made the mistake, provision was already made for you. God is not the God who just provides needs. He's the God of more than enough. He is El Shaddai, meaning more than enough. Kung arang Diosimo, you're not just filled. You are always overflowing. He always overpays. He's prodigal. 
Hindi batasan sang Dios anong need mo okay mo lang na. God's not equitable. God is lavish. He's not a communist either. Kaysa communist, palariyutanan. Equality means, if I'm gonna give all of you 1,000 pesos, that's equality. If I give you based on your needs, some of you need 1 peso, some of you need 1,000 pesos, some of you need 10,000 pesos, that's equity or equitability. God's not like that. Listen to me, guys. What God is is this. He is extravagant. You need one pesos, he's going to give you a thousand. You need healing, he's not just going to heal your body, he's also going to heal your soul. He's also going to heal your marriage. He's also going to heal your family. You were a child of the devil, he's going to make you a child of God. You were once frustrated, he's going to give you joy unspeakable and full of glory. You were once lost, he's going to give you a purpose forever. When God gives, God gives lavishly. When God gives, it's always more than enough. That's the kind of love that he has. Now, Allow me to present a picture to you, the story of Hosea. Para maintindihan nato ng ang ang context. So kung paano ang Dios, you know, when I was studying the book of Hosea, medyo na dumpakabudlay guro sang para kay Hosea ng situation. But I'm gonna show you something here that is extremely lavish, undeserved. Now look at this story. Hosea 1 and 2. Now, masinika, Pastor, do confirm na sa Diyos nga ginamuyan na si Hosea, nga aginpahimuyan na kay Hosea. There's a reason. You know, prophets of that time, sa itong panahon sa gusto mag-prophet, attend ka lang seminar, pag buli mo, prophet ka na. Kung mabahay ka, palabahalang buhok mo, ipariband mo lang, suksok ka lang, kapa ang nagkakalaban. Pag-speak in tongues ka for one sentence, and then prophesy ka for another sentence, the prophet na nadating mo. Pwede ka ka pinalagpat. Sa Old Testament, hindi. So Testament, if you make one mistake, you'll stone to death. You're stoned to death for one missed prophecy. In fact, yung Elijah, going to Elisha, there was mantle from Elijah. Before sin across the Jordan, my fifty other prophets gagahulat. mantle. They are called the school of the prophets. Prophets before were educated, trained. Kung gusto mo heart mo. But then what sends them out into the mission or to their ministry is this. They have to wait for the voice of God, the call of God. So many prophets would spend years upon years, like Elisha. He was one of the school of the prophets, one of the company. Pero samtang siya, he was still farming his father's farm. So they were living their lives, waiting and anticipating that moment when God calls. And when it was Elisha's turn, he left everything behind. In fact, he burned his pangarado uh, so that he can pursue his ministry. Now watch this. L- look at this. Imagine Hosea. He feels like he's a prophet. He believes this is his call. And he waits his entire life. And finally, one day, a voice from heaven. Pagkabalun, pagkabatsyag ni, Il, ni Hosea, Arina, this is my time for ministry. I want you to hear the voice of God. The first time God spoke to Hosea. First time, huh? Meaning before this, Hosea was just waiting for his time. Now this is his first time. Meaning before sine, all he did was wait, 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 wait. And all of a sudden, God said, Hosea. Can you imagine the anticipation? Finally. Siguro si Hosea, Lord, anong prophecy ang balon ko? Doom and gloom? Hmm. Angels? 
take me to heaven like Enoch. And Lord, what, what's going to happen? I'm so excited. Come on. Look at what God says. Hosea, find a whore and marry her. Make this whore the mother of your children. Lord, I have been studying, learning in the school of prophets. What will people say about me? You want me to marry a whore and be the mother of my children? Say, Banya prophets, yeah. Their ministry was what they said. Hosea's ministry was his life. Through him, God made a message so that the people would understand how he felt. That's why the book of Hosea is so telling of the emotional state of God towards His people. Now again, mind you, disclaimer, my Old Testament niya perspective, so dapat yung chindihon. This is prepayment of Jesus, okay? So, going back, Hosea's ministry was not just gonna be, thus saith the Lord. Hosea's ministry was this. This is how God feels, and I'm gonna show it to you by how I'm gonna live my life. And here's why, Silensing, you know, this whole country has become a whorehouse unfaithful to me. Signed, God. Truly, truly, God is saying, I want you to find a wife. See, Gomer represents Israel. Or if you ask me, if you look at it from the perspective of the New Testament, it represents the unsaved us before Jesus. Lantawan niyo bala ang drama sine. So Hosea marries Gomer, but then Gomer goes out and still goes whoring. Meaning, asawa na siya sang prophet, he's, she still goes out and sleeps with other men and gets impregnated by other men. Imagine the feeling of Hosea. That's what God is saying. Imagine what I feel. That disgust. The emotional state that I am in. That's what the Lord is saying. Now watch this. And then Gomer get, becomes pregnant. And the first son is called Jezreel. R-E-E-L. Which means punishment. What he's saying to Israel is this. The result, the fruit of your sin. The fruit of you worshipping other gods. Really is supposed to be punishment. That's what you deserve. Becomes pregnant again with another son. His name is Loruhama. Because of that, this is what's supposed to be not loved. Watch this. The relationship between Hosea and Gomer is the relationship between God and His people. We deserve punishment. We don't deserve to be loved. That is the state. That is the status of man. And then here's for me. Because this is where they stand on. The third son is called Loami, which means not my people. Because of your whoredom, because of your sin, this is what you're supposed to deserve. You know what? There was no other answer. There was no other solution for them. If you read the book of Hosea, at its original perspective, this was actually the end point for Israel. I'm going to show you something. It's going to be amazing. And he will never recover Israel the old way. 
something crazy, something extreme has happened to them and only an extreme measure needs to be done. What he told Hosea is this. Yes, she's going to be a whore. Yes, she's still going to live in whoredom, but I want you to marry her. I want you to commit to her. Before he even chose you, he knew you were going to make mistakes. You're going to commit to him and flirt with the devil. God knows that. But he says, no matter what, I want you to marry her, commit to her, and be with her. Now watch this. Here's where I'm going to point it out. It is a restoration point to the Messiah. I'm, I'm going to tie this down. Just bear with me. Look at Hosea chapter 2, verse 14 to 15. Because grabbing kasalanan, here's what I, I believe the picture is. The picture is this. Hindi na pwede gamiton sang Dios ang old way of making them accepted because they were too sinful. Because God is preparing to bring about something or someone that will truly represent His heart. You know, ginihimo sang Dios, ginadala sila sang Dios to an end point. But I'm about to do something for you that will change everything. I'm about to love on you and kiss you with the kisses of my lips, even if you are undeserving. Now, it's fascinating because in Hosea 1, it feels like judgment. But in Hosea 2, because God is so in love with you, he says this. And now, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to start all over again. I'm going to start. You're missing me out, church. For many of us who've been fighting some battles and we've dropped the ball, we've made mistakes, it feels like the end for us. What a beautiful message from God to say, I know you've made mistakes, but let's start all over again. I'm going to press the reset button. That's why through Jesus Christ, He did not just forgive your sins. The Bible says He absolved you of all sin. In fact, hindi lang patawad. The Bible calls you blameless. Hindi lang naging patawad ka. Wala ka pa ginabasol sang Dios. What he is saying is, I know you've made a mistake and there's no way around this. There's no work around this. Under the law, it is impossible. But we are going to start all over again, Israel. Woo! Look at this. I'm talking about the whore. I'm talking about the woman sleeping with other men. I'm taking her back into the wilderness where we had our first date and I'll court her. Ang sang Dios. You know what he did? Jesus. The end point. The law failed to make them holy. That's in the Bible, book of Galatians. And then God sends his son. Boom. Be the bridegroom of this church. He comes in. And in the wilderness, he courts them. How many of you is a father that if your son asks for bread, would you give him a stone? How many of you is a father that if he asks for a fish, would you give him a serpent? If he asks for an egg, would you give him a scorpion? If you then, being evil, know how to get good gifts to your children, how much more shall your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask? Therefore I say ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and you shall find. You know what Jesus was doing? He was courting them. You choose me, I'll be with you forever. You can't do this on your own. But God sent me here so that the whoredom of your past is forgotten. So that we can start all over again. Oh, I'm preaching better than you're responding, church. Watch this. Watch this. 
I'll give her bouquets of roses. I'll turn Heartbreak Valley into acres of hope. How many of you have been fighting some heartbreaks right now? Jesus is saying, I'm about to turn it into acres of hope. Church, you can dream again. It's not yet over. God has something good. This Hosea 2, 14 to 15. Himuun niya na tanan. Himuun na sa Diyos tanan. Kalipatan niyang tanan niya kasalanan. He'll forget all the whoredom of Gomer. For this one part, one verse. Look at this. So that she will respond like she did. As a young girl. He has a very simple heart. He will do everything, whatever needs to be done, just to get a response from you. I don't, I don't get it. How can you take such love and not respond? Because we don't have a grid for it. Because it's too much. You feel like you don't deserve it. That's why God coined a beautiful word. I know you're not going to feel like you deserve this kind of goodness, this kind of love and attention. So I'm going to create another word. Grace. That's I'm a preacher of grace. I indeed need deserve. You've been a whore. Committing and living a life of sin. May bungang imo kasalanan. But God says, let's start again. At that time, this is the message. This is God's message still. You'll address me. Look at this. Dear husband, never again will you address me, my slave master. Ang Dios mismo nagahambal. Gone are the I know you've made a mistake. Ang, ang, ang fulfillment sang words sang Dios kay Israel was not fulfilled in Hosea's time. It was fulfilled through the Messiah, Christ Jesus. The picture of Hosea, when God gave this message, it was not, listen to me, church. It was to prophesy not what was going on, just what's going on, but what God sees has been the constant up and down, the roller coaster ride of Israel. And God says, I've tried it doing the old way, it never worked. Let's start again. This time, you can call me dear husband. You're no longer slaves. I like that song. I'm no longer a slave to fear. Just watch this. Never again will you address me, my slave master. I'll wash your mouth with soap. Get rid of all the dirty false god names. Not so much as a whisper of those names again. And get rid of all the weapons of war. Think of it. Save from beasts and bullies. No more weapons of war. Meaning, I'm about to come in. And I'm going to end this war. The war is over. And then, look at this. I'll marry you for good. Forever. I'll marry you true and proper. In love and tenderness. Yes, I'll marry you. And neither leave you nor let you go. You'll know me. God, for who I really am. Lord, Don't worry about Hosea. He knows what he got himself into. willing to present a message. But what a beautiful message it is. For us right now, we are undeserving, but God's love is so extravagant. It's so prodigal. It doesn't care. Oh, the overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God. Whoa, I'm preaching better than you're responding. Look at this. 
on the same day, I'll answer. This is God's message. I'll answer the sky. Sky will answer earth. Earth will answer grain and wine and olive oil. And they all answer Jezreel. I will call the sky, the earth, and they will produce meaning. And that day, I'm bringing abundance. Look, and look at the response. And then you'll answer Jezreel. What's Jezreel? Punishment. Did you just get that? You'll feel like you deserve to be punished. But what he's going to do is, he is going to open abundance upon your life. Tell me that's not grace. And says, I'll plant her in the good earth. I'll have mercy on no mercy. I'll say to nobody, you're my dear somebody. And he'll say, you're my God. You're going to do all of that for me. Then yes, you're my God. I'm going to court you in the wilderness. I'm going to do everything. I'm going to marry you. I'm going to provide for you. I'm going to die for you. Whatever is needed, I'll do to be a good husband to you, what do you say? Really? Will you do all of that for me? I don't think I'm that good enough for you. Anong response dapat? I accept. You're my God. Amuna ginhimo sang Dios sa aton tanan. Ginapakita yung iya kaayo kag abundance. Ang pugay nga hindi mapunggan. Ang love nga galalawas. And he's saying, what can you say about that? Simple lang ang Dios galit, no? Yes. Kita na Lord. You know, after the three children, you know what Homer does? She goes out again. You know what God tell, told Hosea? He told Hosea, I want you to go out there. Property na siya dapat technically ni Hosea. But I want you to go out there again and buy her again. Buy her again. Look at this. 3-1. Then God ordered me, after many times na ninga nakasalaha, start all over. Love your wife again. Your wife who's in bed with her latest boyfriend, your cheating wife, love her the way I, God, love the Israelite people, even as they flirt and party with every other God that takes their fancy. Just love her. Wala greed ang Israel for that kind of love. Kaya ang love nga nakita nila is palangga sila until they cross the line of the law and then they're punished. And then they will be good and then they cross the line and then they're punished. But this is a different grid. God is saying, she's gonna be a whore again, but love her again. She's gonna sell herself, buy her again. Love her again. Give her another chance. Give her, love her. Look at this. I did it. I paid good money to get her back. It cost me the price of a slave. Then I told her, look at this. From now on, you're living with me. No more whoring. No more sleeping around. You're living with me and I'm living with you. Now listen, church, listen. How do you respond? How do you respond? chapter 6. Watch. In just a short time, He will restore us. 
After all the mistakes, God is saying, I'm still here for you. How do you respond? Here's the response. I failed many times. Pero dali na lang gid. He will restore us. For what purpose? So that we may live in His presence. In a couple of days, we'll feel better. By the third day, look at this, correlating to the resurrection of Jesus Christ, conquering the grave. By the third day, He'll have made us brand new, alive, and on our feet, fit to face Him. Tell me that's not beautiful. Tell me that's not the kind of love. Oh, wala ko labot sa kung nuhambalos ang kalibutan. Wala ko nakahuya ang Dios. I will pray in public. I will preach in public. I will lay hands on the sick in public. I don't care about people's opinions about me. Because for what He did for me, He deserves more. Abim yung kano ka maayo ang Dios. Sa tutuod lang kung sokton ka lang sang Dios sang tanan nga ginhatag niya, hindi ka kabayad. You know, ang isa, ang kinanglan sang tao para mabuhit 24 hours ng oxygen, Mga dua ka tangke galit. Pero kung dako buo sang ilong mo, pres ka dako sa akon or para sa iban, mga tatlo kag tunga goro. Mga dua ka tangke, one tank of oxygen galit is around 800 pesos. May idea ka mo? Doc, as normal kita mo. Ita let lang 800 pesos. That's 1600 per day. Thri- times 365 days. How much? You know, in 41 years, that's about my age. Ang oxygen nga ginconsume ko is worth 24 million pesos. Oxygen palang. Oh, you're missing me out, church. Wala palabot sa stars, sa moon, sa blessing, sa paghigugma, sa presensya, sa langit, sa oh, come on, sa healing. Sa... Tapos makumod ka, kay ma-offering na. May mga tao ganit ka-offend sila. Kay kinahambal ko ko na sa church, kinanglanta magtipon. Kay kapoy na si pastor sa higas to. Tanan kita dapat magbuli. Kay hara naman, pangwarta naman. Why ganit ka panukot ang Diyos? So if you're 80 years old, that's around 50 million pesos oxygen alone. Sister Tin, 50. Oh, I got to say is 6 and 3. Oh, that we might know the Lord. last week. Again, let us press on to know Him. Church, listen, because I am meek and I am tender-hearted and I am loving and I am a good God. That's all I want. And He will respond to us as surely as the arrival of dawn or the coming of rains in early spring. I want you to show love. Watch this, guys. Not offer sacrifices. You're missing me out. Here's the heart of God, church. The sacrifice is not what matters to me. I want love. church. Hindi ang sakripisyong napangita sa Diyos. God is looking for love. He wants to love you and He wants you to love Him back. It's the end of the story. Love is the cure to all the needs of man. Nakapoy na ko sa relihiyon. Look at this. I want you to show love, not offer sacrifices. I want you to know me. More than I want burnt offerings. I'm after the love that lasts, not more religion. Not more religion. God wants you. You know why we have this building? 
para matipon ta. Kag mawalihan ka mo. Kay kadakutan, kadakot, para damo pagkit makabati. Not to build for me. I don't want a building. I want to tell you that God loves you. Why? So that you will love Him too. Because that's all. You know, abi mo, abi tabalas ang mga sang evangelical world. Salvation. Maluwas ka, maborn again ka. Is the end all. No. Salvation is just the means para magka-relationship ka sa Diyos. He wants to save you because He wants to have a relationship with you. Kaya kung salvation ang ultimate, di pagabot sa langit mano ka. Pero sa langit, you will love Him forever. You will be with Him forever. Woo! Man, watch, watch. I want you to know God, not go to more prayer meetings. I'm not, I'm not, this is not me. This Hosea 6.6. Ma-extend ko gamay ng preaching yan, kaya hindi nyo ko makita for a few weeks mo. But this is gonna be good. I want to show you something about God may not have seen before. God, but God will love even without reciprocation. But that doesn't mean He doesn't want it returned. He will love you even if you don't love Him. But it doesn't mean God's love is extravagant. It's too much. It cannot be counted. Dibla sa grammar, kung maisip mo pa, many. Kung hindi mo na maisip, much. Ano ginihimu natin para sa much, para maisip ta? Like for example, I can count how many microphones we have. But I cannot count water. So what do you do? You put much, you put much in a container. Kaya kung makontain mo ng much, then you can say a gallon of water, a bottle of water. Kaya ang essence ng Diyos is extravagance, much. Ni may sip. But you are a container. Kinabobo na tanan sang Diyos mo. That's why He wants you to overflow. Kaya ang overflow, hindi mo na may sip. Ang may isip mula ang nasulod mo sa container. But He wants you to overflow. That's why He told David, Oh, you want to be blessed? Here it is. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup overflows. God doesn't anoint you to be filled alone. He anoints you to overflow. He gave the Holy Spirit not just to fill you. He gave the Holy Spirit so you can overflow. Out of your belly, this body shall overflow. Kay nature yagani, extravagant siya. Sobra, sobra. Gaawas, awas. Lavish. Walagi kabagiton ang Diyos. Watch. Kung makita mo ganing somebody nga grabe ka extravagant, ang practical nga tao, you look at it as waste. Why? Waste is when the minimum requirement is met, but then you add some more. Damo, Christians, okay naman tamo, luwas ka naman. Simba ka lang from time to time. Kung doon lang alangon ka, kung doon hindi mo na kaya, balik ka naman sa Diyos. Kung dala mo pa problema mo, kwata lang. Kung doon hindi mo na dala, pray ka naman, liwat ka magsimba. The Bible says, cast all your cares. Not the small cares only, or the big cares only. Not only when you're about to die, but all your cares. Meaning, all your concerns, cast it at His feet. Because He cares for you. Ang tao yung anor, ang average yung tao, okay na siya, nga maluwas lang. Okay na ko, ah, maluwas na ko. Pag unis ang trompeta, maalambot na ko to. Nagsimba ka na, okay na na. Nagsimba ka na, ma midweek ka pagid. Nag-midway ka lang, permitting ka pagid. Din, sunod ka lang. Pasakop ka lang sa atop. Magtulok-tulok na daw ay kalabot. Okay na lang. Malsalsakay ka mo at pamalhason ka na karon. Because for some people, 
If I could just hit the minimum requirement of feeling like a Christian, that's good enough. Maybe sa ibang tao, kung makita mong excessive na worship sa ibang, kanugon, waste of energy. John 12 and 3. Mary picked up an alabaster jar filled with perfume, a jar filled with a nearly a litter of extremely rare and costly perfume, the purest extract of nard. And she anointed Jesus' feet. Then she wiped them dry with her long hair that the fragrance of the costly oil filled the house. Faxing some Bible, again, anointing the Jesus, kagin hugasan niya sing luha. I did a little bit of a research. Paano hugasan ng tiil sang tao sa luha man? Gali kay hindi mo na. Sa Israel gali, may haras lang tawag na lacrima or tear bottle. Do mo na ang, mo na ilang do ancient practice. They got it from Psalm 56. You keep track of all my sorrows. You have collected all my tears in your bottle. And you have recorded each one in your book. So may isas na kabatasan, actually ginahatag pa ni nila, for example, Likobi, na may empathy ka sa isang tao na patay yung bata or whatever. You can cry, put that in a tear bottle, a lacrima, and give it to them. Rabbi, no, baby, that's their tradition. The lacrima represents what? All the pains, the frustrations, the joys, the highs and the lows inside a bottle. And she poured it all at Jesus' feet along with that costly perfume. That was her worship. Can you imagine what she made everyone in that room feel? John 12, Bagula ni Jesus si Lazarus. Jesus was about to enter Jerusalem. And Jesus understands that the entry to Jerusalem is the final week. So, gapamilin bilin na siya. Mapatay na ko, guys. The end is near. And so I face the final curtain. And here's Jesus. And here's Mary pouring it all out at Jesus' feet. Can you imagine what the people around her felt? Can you imagine? Because what she did was extravagant. But Judas the locksmith, or the Iscariot, Simon's son, the betrayer, spoke up and said, What a waste! We could have sold this perfume for a fortune and given the money to the poor. Kanugon! Wasteful! You know why? Because to those who don't love, extravagance is seen as wasteful. Kung gahigugma ka, wala kagaisip. To Judas, it was wasteful. But to Mary, it was not enough. You ask yourself, as you face your life, as you come to church, what do you feel? Kung makita mong expressions and sacrifices as they worship God. For others, it's wasteful. See, the attitude is this. Not how much you can save, but how much you have left. Kung mag-worship ka sa Diyos, ano na panumdo mo? Mula ni Anay, para may bilhin pa ko. No. Pagbatag mo, wala na almost dapat bilhin. Listen guys, listen guys. Here's the funny part. Because God never asked for it. Not even one time. He wished it. He desired it. But He never commanded it. You know that Jesus never said, give me your life. Not one time. Actually, it's the opposite. He said, I come to lay down. So what are you going to do about that? Para sa iba na, I had a message when I was a young preacher. 20 years ago, I preached this message entitled, Too Much for Too Much. The only response to extravagant love is extravagant love. Too much for too much. You cannot go halfway. You have to give it. 
Hindi pwedeng mamba ka lang. Okay na ni Lord. No. Kung in love ka, you don't look for the minimum. Kung in love ka, gusto mo lang maghatag, nga 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 mag-bless, nga mag-bless. That's what the Lord is saying. It can't be done before. Because before, for you to get the more, the abundance, the extravagance, for you to get that, you have to obey the laws, follow the rigid rules. You drop the ball, you're punished. You're no longer loved. You're no longer my people. But I'm starting all over again. What are you going to say about it? What are you going to do about it? What is your response? For so many Christians, like I said, they just want the minimum requirements to miss hell, but, but seem uninterested to try and reciprocate his love. Watch this, church. When it is poured out on Jesus... It is never waste because he is always worth it. Because I know my message. Worthy is your name, Jesus. You deserve the praise. Worthy is your name. Worthy is your name, Jesus. You know, when Elijah was on top of that mountain, he was about to restore his people back to him. He called all the 400 prophets of Baal up on that mountaintop. And this is what he said. Put the sacrifice for Baal. What was the difference of the offering for Baal and the offering for God? Ano difference? It's the same. Same altar, same wood, same sacrifice. There was one notable difference. Aside, everything is the same. You know what it is? Elijah's sacrifice was baptized with 12 jars of water. What's your point, Pastor? There was a drought for three years. In that time on top of the mountain, there was nothing more valuable, even more than gold, than water. But see, God commanded him, I want, God, God, God said, put 12 jars of water for a night. Can you imagine the people around looking at that sacrifice, kinabubuan 12 jars of water while their throats were parched dry like a desert? 12 jars, four jars of water. And Elijah said, four more. Ginbutangan pa sang kanal, sang trench, parang tubig mag-collect dito. And Elijah said, four more. To everyone else, it was such a waste. But God is showing a picture. It's not waste. It's extravagance. Because when you offer to God, everything is worth it. Stop looking around you and saying, Oh, how about her? How about him? Why man shagal sa kamot? Forget about other people. Ask yourself, How extravagant can I be today? How far can I push myself? Because He is worth every tear. He is worth every penny. He is worth every ounce of energy. Because if I pour it out at His Jesus loves the poor. We all know that. But at that moment when the perfume and the tears were poured at his feet, 
Judas Iscariot said, what a waste. You know what Jesus said? The poor you always have. It doesn't mean he doesn't love the poor. Giving to others is good. But God appreciates it when you return extravagance with extravagance. If you are prodigal, he's also prodigal. If you are loving, he's more loving. Ang Dios But please, I'm asking you, church, if there's one thing God can say to you, let this be the message that pierces your heart right now. How far are you willing to go? Is it going to be the minimum or are you willing to give it all? Too much for too much. Extravagance meets extravagance.